0: By the time you hear this podcast, Susie will have your number. The time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we are back with another episode and we are also live on Facebook. Yeah. Who is Susie? (laughs) Who is Susie? And how does she just get people's numbers like that?
1: Is she related to Annie? And are they both okay?
0: See, Annie was not okay though. No, Annie was not okay. She she got struck down.
1: Yeah. And Susie is the person avenging. Yeah. And that's why she's got your number. She's Annie's
0: sister. She's yeah. Been collecting phone numbers. Cause that's her method of detective work. <laughs> that's ridiculous.
1: It goes all the way back to the detective, the private eye that was following Michael Jackson and the Billie Jean video. This is all connected people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There was a story going on. Yeah. And if there wasn't, we'll make one. <laughs> all right. So uh,
0: again, thank you to everyone yeah. um, who has listened so far who has downloaded, who has told people about it or anything like that. We definitely do appreciate it. Um, and uh, if you are watching this on Facebook live, or if you've downloaded this podcast and you want to tell someone about it, uh, you can tell them a lot of different things about where they can <laughs> find us. Uh, one is our website. By the time you hear this.com. Uh, blog style website. You see all our episodes posted and includes links and videos to um, music news that we have talked about and uh, also a description of each episode. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook. We're on Facebook live right now. Yep. This is our first Facebook live episode and we are we're live right now going to you can go to by the uh, search by the time you hear this podcast or go to facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, if you want to listen to it as a podcast, there are lots of different places you can go. Of course, you can go to, um, Apple podcasts, AKA iTunes, which is what I prefer. Uh, (laughs) no shade. (laughs) Also, uh, Google play, um, let me pull up the list again, whatever. Uh, Podomatic (laughs) is at, they host the, um, the RSS feed. Uh you can subscribe there uh cast box such a podcast player, tune in radio overcast and auto radio, and many other aggregate podcast apps or websites to where you can stream us for absolutely free free ninety nine I'm not doing that oh <laughs> <laughs> <Aww. laughs> um, so, yeah. And uh, of course, if you want to get with us on social media, like I said, uh, you said, go to Facebook and also we are on Instagram at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U, because we're upstanding. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is the same spelling for our email address. By the time you hear this at Gmail dot com, you can send us your questions, your comments, show ideas. Uh, if you're an independent artist and you have some music that, you know, you're trying to get out there, we'll play (laughs) it. We'll talk about it, uh, for your charge. Yep. No payola allowed.
1: Did you share this on your page On your Facebook page? Cool. i shared it on mine too. Yes. So maybe we get some people.
0: (laughs) Um, so yeah, let's, uh, get into it. Um, we'll start with, uh, well, Ben, you, you had this come up. Uh, we have mentioned this before that American Idol is coming back and it's going to be on ABC.
1: Yes, it is going to be on ABC. Okay. Um so American Idol's judge budget is running dry. Um they spent all their money on Katy Perry and Ryan Seacrest. Um Ryan they signed um Katy Perry for 25 million dollars. Oh, and
0: those 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 talent those talent competitions they get paid. They yeah, get money. Big bucks. Ryan like I-
1: Seacrest is 10 million.
0: Well, yeah, he's gonna. Well, he's gonna be there a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think like I think like Mariah Carey got like twenty, or or they offered Elton John like twenty that's or crazy. something in that range. The that's why these why you see Adam Levine on The Voice every year. He's <laughs> probably getting at least twenty million dollars per season
1: just to sit there and turn around, and <laughs> you can <sing>. press <laughs> a button and turn
0: around. <laughs>
1: turn around is there a there's got to be a video out there of judges turning around with that song playing think totally We're gonna, i'm gonna right. google that after the show but um so yeah so they're having it creative to sweeten the deal by offering celebs disney perks that will turn into a big payday um tmz reports were told the perks include production deals licensing and merchandising deals for disney properties and also theme park partnerships for example disney hollywood Disney's Hollywood Studios features the rock and roll roller coaster starring Aerosmith, but can always add more names. So they made, it says they reported that, uh, God, this is hilarious. Um, they made an offer to Luke Bryan. They're reaching. They're, I don't
0: know if that's the bottom of the barrel, but that's at least the middle of yeah. the
1: barrel. <laughs> Oddly and funny enough, he's from Georgia. So he's from Leesville, Georgia, or Leesburg, Georgia, which is kind of like central Georgia or whatever. Um, apparently, graduated from Georgia Southern. I, I remember hearing this on the radio just a couple of days ago that they made an offer to him. Um, he has not accepted yet. I think that'd be funny. I don't know why he'd do this. He'd, if he'd, well, I mean, hell, Katy Perry did it. So I guess it makes sense. Cause I'm like, they're, he's in the middle of like a lucrative, you know, recording, you know, career right now. So oh, yeah. why? So,
0: and it would, it would get him more, it would make him more of a, a household name. Like, you see how it's worked out for like Blake Shelton?
1: Yeah. You know what? He's probably looking at that and saying, huh. Yeah, I could go that route. So that was a bad accent. But yeah, he's <laughs> probably thinking that he could go that route and do that. Um, the Blake Shelton route, that is. Um, I just don't know. If,
0: Katy Perry one That's one judge. Yeah. So they need two more.
1: Yeah. And it, it's sad. Like, it's making me think of and I, I don't think it's a surprise that we're sports fans. It's no secret. It, they use on here. They have a 40 million dollar cap and it looks like They've what 35, 35 of it <laughs> on two people. Like, that sounds like the uh, that sounds like the worst general manager
2: ever. of all time
1: <laughs> He's like, oh, what do we have so far? We've got a quarterback and a running back. How much money we got left? We got five million to sign a line <laughs> running back. <laughs> to we to have do. to sign 50 other players. <laughs> all to right. Fill out the roster. So it's just like the most it's just going to be if this were an NFL team, they'd be tanking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you tank to get a higher draft pick. You can't take a TV; you get
1: canceled. <laughs> so the <laughs> Jets are not allowed in TV. No, they're tanking right now. If you didn't know, they're tanking. I bet.
0: How? I bet you the Jets are going to be on Monday Night Football at least twice. Yeah, and they shouldn't be on there at all.
1: In full tank mode. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so they're going to see. Um, they say perhaps we'll see Space Mountain starring Luke Bryan. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Well, you
0: think they like if they follow the formula of the first, you know, the 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 classic period of American Idol.
1: Yes. Yes. The golden age. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so you have your your pop star. Mm-hmm. So someone, she's if, the Paula. Someone who's, someone who's more in her prime than Paula. Yeah. Uh, so you got to get like the. um or The angry the, Brit. And, uh, yeah. You got to get an angry British person. Mm hmm. That's like a rule now for all the other, mm-hmm. all the shows. You have to get an angry British person. Um, Will he, he be able to work wouldn't. in this
1: country? You know with what's going on right now?
0: <laughs> well, that's getting a work visa. That That's not related to DACA.
1: Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, he's trying to kick them all out. So, like, if he applies for, like, you know, a work visa, would well, they be like, no, we don't well, need it, all of y'all still would, in our jobs?
0: It would be an issue <laughs> if that angry Brit had a child born in this country.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want, you know, anyone... You know, getting upset and going on Twitter and saying, like, you know, they're stealing all of our jobs, send them back across the pond. You know, I'm just saying, just saying, we know that's not going to (laughs) happen. But anyway, no, I don't know.
0: Do Americans want that job? Do they want to judge a talent show competition
1: for some reason and not to stereotype people? I'm just imagining some like idiot from the South being like they're taking all of our jobs and they're like, you know, holding up a picture of Simon Cowell. He took all our jobs. Well, you weren't qualified for that job, sir.
0: One, one, um, one judge I would be interested in seeing. It probably will never happen, but like one of the Gallagher's
1: from Oasis, being the angry Brit, I could see <laughs> one. He might show up drunk, though. Like, isn't, yeah, <laughs> that's what you want. That's good television. You want you want him to bomb. <laughs> you you want a crisis. That's good television. You right want to see him hit rock bottom on live TV that's good television that'd be hilarious i'm not gonna lie that would be pretty funny though to have him up there (laughs) he's just like this week i think they're like let's have oasis week or something (laughs) and just no one knows any songs besides like wonderwall and champagne supernova so that's they just alternate those songs (laughs) it's like so what are you gonna do tonight tonight i'm gonna do a song from um the classic album uh what's the story morning glory and uh, it's called wonderwall And he's like the fourth person to do it. (laughs) The only way you could make that work, do it early in the season. So there's like twelve contestants. (laughs) So six Wonder Walls, six Champagne Supernovas.
0: (laughs) I think it would be like nine (laughs) Wonder (laughs) Walls. Three champagne And 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 what would be funny is if they had to like pick a song out of a hat. Oh God. Yeah, they had 12 strips of paper. Nine of them did say Wonderwall. So you don't
1: have to do <laughs> That one person that rebels and does like, he wants to do like, uh God, what's the other song? The So don't Sally look, Can Wait. Don't Look Back in Anger. Don't Look
0: Back in Anger. <laughs>
1: He's like, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. I'd be a little different. Don't Look Back in Anger. Like, oh, that's a good selection. It's a good song. Half the crowd doesn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going down the rabbit hole there. But yeah, so no, I think that'd be interesting though to get one of them. I, I mean, I can't think of any other... But then again, I didn't know Simon Cowell before American Idol, so maybe they've got some guy over there, some angry guy over there that they can just make a star out of, you know?
0: Yeah. Or or somebody like, um, or just get a a British producer who has worked with big names, someone like um, like William Orbit.
1: Yeah. Are the guys from the Hit Factory, are they angry?
0: I don't know if they're angry, but that would be, they're probably bitter. Yeah. They're probably bitter. (laughs) Very bitter. They just see they just saw Kylie Minogue like she she was more famous yeah. in her like comeback in the nineties yeah, <laughs> than she was with it.
1: They're like, what do you mean you just can't get me out of your head? What what what's that? Like <laughs> and it worked. Um
0: I think another uh well and then so if you've got the angry Brit, there's also gotta be a black guy.
1: Yeah. A uh, um a black former um studio musician, session musician, um down, down, down on this producer. luck. Yeah.
0: Was he down? His, was Randy down on his luck?
1: I don't know, but you know what I'm thinking of? LA Reid. Yeah. He just had that case too. He's down on his luck, man. He needs this. I could totally see that happening.
0: I could I could see that. Uh it'll have to be someone someone who may like make it confused with a Randy Jackson. Like L.A.
1: Reid yeah. or
0: Andre Harrell. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, And they've got to be a musician. It can't just be a producer. They've got to play something. Like, so, well, he played keyboard, right? So, or did he Ooh, play? L.A. Reed? Yeah, he played keys. He played, played, key. drums. He played, he played drums? drums, okay. Babyface played keyboard. Did either one of them play bass? Because that would make it even better. Because I would say, go with them. Per- go with that person. Um,
0: I don't know. Babyface, he probably played the bass.
1: I know he played guitar. Yeah, he played right? guitar. I don't know if he played. What about uh, Brian McKnight? <laughs> he played bass on back at one <laughs> he ain't doing nothing and he's going to be I could hear him saying dog <laughs> yeah you know, that's going to be a no for me dog
0: <laughs> you know who I really want to see on there it <laughs> probably never happen, but it would, it would also make good TV Diddy oh, but would
1: his asking price be too high probably because he only has you know he can only by law I think he can only have one artist at Bad Boy doing something at a time. <laughs> like, I think by law, like right now it's Machine Gun Kelly. So, like, wait your turn. If you're trying to get signed by Bad Boy, just wait your turn until. Well,
0: that's the thing. Like, he can't, this artist, he can't sign to Bad Boy.
1: Oh, who's he got oh, to sign American Idol. Oh, no, yeah, he can't. He can't no, he they're can't sign, signed to whatever sign them. Whatever record label they decide to partner with, unless he tries but, to finagle it.
0: <laughs> but that's just with the winner. Yeah. Everyone Anyone else,
1: else. Fair game. <laughs> them off, off the scrap. Heap. Basically, he goes on Twitter, starts like bad mouthing them, so they cannot get voted. They get voted <laughs> off. As soon as they get voted off, he's making fake Twitter boy. accounts.
0: He's making fake Twitter <laughs> accounts.
1: <laughs> I, I could see that happening.
0: Oh man. Um, so yeah, I want uh, I want to see what happens with that. Yeah, uh, me too. Um. Yeah. So my picks for the judges are Diddy and one of the Gallagher's from Oasis.
1: Whichever one's angry and drunk. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or they could just like alternate.
1: <laughs> no we wouldn't tell the difference. No. no we don't just
0: I don't know which one is named Noel, which one is named. Leo. Me either.
1: One plays guitar, one sings. Both are angry.
0: <laughs> um so uh what else we got here? Alright, so um Okay, just wanna make sure we're still recording. So we talked about uh, I don't know if it's our last episode or the one before to where mystical it seemed like he was going to get charged with rape again again yeah and uh, it appears that his accuser has admitted to lying about the whole thing
1: yeah that's kind of that's kind of shameful let's be honest it's kind of shameful um I don't even really know what to say to that <laughs> like. You know, you go you go after somebody who has a history. First off you go after someone who you you know, you, you think has money and is successful. And then you go after somebody who has a history of this. And, you know, probably came out and said, No, I didn't do it and of course when it when it comes to something like that, even even if you've never done it before, typically people will side with the victim. And there's no I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but in this case, it's just sad that somebody would use something like that because when you when you falsify something like that, you're just making it harder for the real people the real victims. So stuff like that actually really upset to me.
0: So what happened was here is that um, a person who knows both mystical and the accuser uh, she did, she was wanted by police for allegedly being an accomplice, but she gave a statement to TMZ about the claims made by the accuser. And in a statement, she admitted she did call the woman, but because they were, but they're friends. Hmm. So she knows her. And during the call, she said the woman revealed to her that she was actually not raped. However, it is still unclear whether or not the alleged victim stated there was any sexual contact at all among her mystical and another man. Um, but basically. Let me find some actually she there's a video of the statement. So let's let's play what uh, may have been said here.
1: This is from TMZ tmtb all over everything man
0: oh hold on a second um i had it muted and i do not want to play that that is an ad (laughs) from (laughs) BET. okay all right here is the video she said no back to the beginning okay ain't
3: nobody did nothing to that girl like for real she even told me and yes i got it on record that she said ain't nobody did nothing to her. But well, this is some bullshit, though. They got They done threw me for a loop, because if I would have knew all this, I wouldn't even call. I just called and checking up on a friend. That's all I was doing. She tried to protect her boyfriend because she ditched him all night to be with another nigga. You know what I'm saying? And now, all of a sudden, somebody hurt her. But when I called her and asked her if somebody hurt her, she said ain't nobody hurt her. So now all of a sudden, I got a charge because I called her. I called a friend to ask her, are you okay? Uh, did you hear what's going on? She said, no. I said, well, they saying that, you know what I'm saying? It's a rape charge going on. Uh, Where do you hear that from? I ain't heard nothing. Okay, so if you ain't hear nothing, if you ain't hear nothing, then you need to go down there and clear these niggas' names because niggas get locked up for this shit. If you don't know nothing and you don't remember nothing and nobody done nothing to you, then you need to drop them charges and clear these people not. That shit hurt me. You Know what I'm saying? Now I got to go down here and motherfucking turn in my motherfucking self and clear my name over some shit just because I'm checking on somebody to see if somebody okay.
1: She seemed very upset. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: uh, she called to check on a friend and now she's an accomplice? Yeah. Like, no, thanks. how does that happen? <laughs> <No thanks. laughs> um, so yeah, this is definitely a, a messy situation. Um, and, uh, hopefully it all gets cleared up, uh, whether something happened or not, uh, likely not. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Um, but hopefully it does get cleared up cause that's, uh, that's, that's awful. I mean, and we, we've seen, we've seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remember, uh, what's his name? Brian Banks. Yeah. 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 Played for uh,
1: USC. Well, he was going to go to USC. Yeah,
0: he was going to go to USC, play football. He got accused of rape, was sent to jail. I don't know how long he was in jail. It was, it was for a, a while. It was probably like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, found out she was lying. She was lying. Yeah. She admitted she was lying. He got out. He uh, he got to try out for the Falcons. He didn't make the team, yeah. but they at least let him try out. Well,
1: no, know. he he did. He made the Falcons. He tried out for the Seahawks because he okay. was um. Pete, he had history with Pete Carroll, who was coaching USC at the time. Okay, yeah. yeah. Didn't make the Seahawks. He made the Falcons, but he didn't. I mean, like he didn't get much playing time. They cut him after a year, basically. Okay. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because like he had such a bright future. Yeah. And just derailed. He, he so. was
0: he was a he was one he, he was a top recruit. Yeah. Basically. So.
1: And going back to what I said, like it 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 makes the life of the you know the accused difficult because um, there's no laws against you know publishing the name of 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 a um of a rapist basically or an alleged rapist basically. You can just do it right off the bat.
0: And what's interesting about this, the way she, the way that this woman described what happened,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it basically seemed like the the accuser and her boyfriend went to a club or some kind of event yeah mystical was there Mm-hmm. she ditched her boyfriend saying yeah with mystical yeah. and and <laughs> if, did she sleep with mystical or somebody else we don't know nope but my i'm just i'm just spitballing here i think she did sleep with mystical mm-hmm but to make it seem like she didn't willingly mm. so she wouldn't look bad in front of her boyfriend or yeah. whatever, or her boyfriend's gonna dump her, or he he's going get bad upset or something, yeah. She cheated. So so to keep him, she said she got raped. Yeah. I that I know that sounds far fetched and you know, I don't want to get into victim blaming but or anything happened. like that. But something <laughs> like that can happen. It's, that is it has a totally happened. realistic yeah. possibility.
1: Mm-hmm. And you just make it harder for people in the future. You make it harder for people who actually did, you know, were victims of sexual assault. Like you make it hard for them in the future. um, Because there are a sect of people out there who will run with stuff like this and be like, see, it happens all the time. And it doesn't happen as much as, as they will say it happens, but it does happen. And it speaks louder than, you know, than the ones that, you know, are telling the truth, unfortunately for some people. So, not a, not a cool thing in my book.
0: No, definitely not. Um, so, again, hope that it does get cleared up.
1: And if he really did it, then I hope that, you know, there's justice. Yeah. If he then, really did it. You
0: know, he goes
1: to trial, he goes to jail. Yeah.
0: If it really happened, you know, but. Um, if it didn't. It's, it's fishy to say the least. Yeah. You know? At this
1: point. And I hope whoever that woman is works out whatever she's trying to work out. Because she sounded pissed. <laughs> she sounded yeah. really hot. So. I mean
0: if she if, if she was friends with this woman and now she might go to jail because yeah. um because she called a check on her somehow somehow that turns into being an accomplice. That's just yeah that's just weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Trump's America. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um what do we have next? Okay, so Ben. Um, I'm not familiar too familiar with this artist, but uh had some uh s- some sad news about Montgomery Gentry.
1: Yes, Montgomery Gentry. Troy Gentry of the uh, country duo Montgomery Gentry. Um not they they never really crossed over and had a lot of crossover success, so really you'd have to be um you'd have to be somewhat of a country fan to really know who they are, but um Troy Gentry of Montgomery Gentry um has died, has passed away. Um Died in a helicopter crash um earlier today. Yeah. Near Medford, New Jersey. Um, was only fifty years old. You know, not that old, especially by today's standards. Um looks like he was um scheduled to perform there. He was riding with his uh with his performing partner, um, Eddie Montgomery. They were they had a series of country hits to the two thousands. Uh five number ones. Um I mean it's just sad. There's not a ton of information out there on it right now. I mean, I guess maybe they'll, uh, you know, do their investigations and everything like that. This is pretty breaking news. Just broke. It's what, 930 right now. This broke at about four o'clock. So it's still pretty new. looks like they announced it via their Twitter, the Montgomery Gentry Twitter. And, um, you know, when I did a search for it, a lot of outpouring from the country music community of just, you know, prayers and things like that. So it's kind of sad. Survived by two daughters and his wife.
0: Yeah. um Yeah. rest in peace to Troy Gentry. Yeah. Um, not familiar with their music. I, I've heard that name. Yeah. I th- you know, it, I thought it was one guy because Montgomery sounds like somebody's first name. <laughs> yeah. That couldn't be <laughs> that a could person's First name, but uh, Mr. Montgomery um, Gentry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that name a lot. Um, but that is definitely sad. And for it to be a, um, you know, in a, in a helicopter crash like that, that's yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely sad to so rest in peace to Troy Gentry. In um, some, some more sad news. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think this one hit both of us. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Walter Becker, uh guitarist, bassist and co-founder of Steely Dan uh, passed away at age 67. This was on Sunday. Yeah. Recording on a Friday, Um, 67 years old. It was announced on his official website. Uh no, uh, details about the cause of his death, uh, were provided. Um, Donald Fagan, uh, basically Steely Dan was Donald Fagan and Walter Becker.
1: And a and, bunch uh, of and other the, good musicians <laughs> and the best musicians they could find. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but this was, this was, uh, Becker and Fagan's thing. This was their project. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Donald Fagan wrote a tribute to Becker saying Walter Becker was my friend, my writing partner, my bandmate, since we were students at Bard college in 1967, it's a long time, <laughs> 50 years of friendship and, and music. That's, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was smart as a whip an excellent guitarist and a great songwriter who was cynical about human nature, including his own and hysterically funny. And I think you would find that in their lyrics. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, you definitely can hear that all over their music. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, you, you would, definitely yeah as you said you hear that in their music and um, a lot of a lot of good music out there that they made so um, definitely rest in peace to Walter Becker Uh, he had missed uh, some shows in July while he recovered from an unspecified ailment so still not a whole lot of details Fagan said he was uh, recovering from a procedure and hopefully he'll be fine very soon which he told Billboard at the time and uh Becker's doctor advised the guitars not to leave his home for the performances. And um that still uh it still didn't he still passed away even after that. But um they worked together, uh Becker and Fagan, they met at Bard College. Uh they worked as they were songwriters, they wrote I mean to shine for Barbara Streisand. They were members of Jay and the Americans backing band.
1: Not familiar with that part of their,
0: uh, their, uh, that was a sixties, like pop group. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, I have 20% of my battery. So this live show might not last too much longer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sucks.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, um, (laughs) so, um, well then they moved to the, um, they moved to California to form Steely Dan, which, yes, is named after a sex toy in yeah. Wayne Burroughs' book, Naked Lunch. And, um, uh, yeah. And then, you know, the rest is history yeah. from there.
1: Wasn't aware of that.
0: You didn't know they were, that the band was named after a sex toy? I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> they were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I'm not sure exactly what year, 2001, 2001, they are inducted into the hall of fame and they are also famous for uh winning album of the year back in 2000 and wit over the heavily favored Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was that. I didn't know it was that year. Yeah. Oh,
1: wow. Okay.
0: So uh rest in peace to, uh, Walter Becker. Um, so we have a, uh, you know, of course, there's been an outpouring of support for um, relief from Hurricane Harvey mm-hmm. in the um, East Texas area. Oh, you could say Houston, but I think it's a lot of East Texas, yeah, especially towards the uh, towards the Gulf that was affected. So there is going to be a benefit. Um, Michael and Susan Dell will underwrite the telethon and uh, Justin Bieber and Drake will be uh performing. Um and it the actually the, the Michael and Susan Dell Foundation is giving five million dollars to underwrite the cost. And Bunby and Scooter Braun are producing the telethon.
1: Scooter Braun. Okay. Okay.
0: Um so that is going to be on September twelfth. Uh so coming up on this coming Tuesday. And it's going to air on ABC, C B S, NBC, Fox, E, Bravo, HBO, MTV, and its many sub channels, uh, along with Oxygen.
1: Is this the one the hand in hand? Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, I saw. I see something, George Strait posted something, Ryan Seacrest, Carly Kloss, she would find a way in there. <laughs>
0: <She> and <would. laughs> uh there's going to be uh, it's gonna be in different locations, New York, Los Angeles, Nashville, and San Antonio. Yeah. And uh, feature acts such as well Justin Bieber, Drake, uh, Faith Hill, Sam Smith, Jay Balvin, Joe Jonas, Jared Leto, Gwen Stefani, a whole bunch of other people. Tom Hanks, Dwayne Johnson, Diddy, Stephen Colbert, Kerry Washington, Jimmy Fallon, Nicole Kidman. They will be there in some capacity.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, it looks um, like you yeah. can find it by looking up the hashtag hand in hand. Um, on Twitter, you can find some of the there's posters, really, you know, just kind of advertising it. And I think they're gonna put it on YouTube also. So okay, there's a, there's a lot going on though. Yeah.
0: All right, so uh, yeah, look out for that. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of money's been raised. Uh, yeah. J J. Watt had his, you know, I don't know if it's his foundation or he just set up something. He too. balled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I I don't know if they passed twenty million dollars, but the last I heard was, was twenty two. See, <laughs> yeah, and JJ J.
1: Watt is like, yeah, he is like Houston Jesus. Like they, <laughs> like he will be. Uh, dare I say, JJ J. Watt will be to Houston what Larry Bird is to Boston.
0: It is, it's JJ J. Watt is Houston Jesus, even though <laughs> Jesus may have looked more like James Harden. But anyway, yeah, um,
1: what is what is James Harden doing anything? Because he, I heard he, he gave don- a million, right? He donated
0: a million. Okay, but it was to, it was to JJ J. Watt's thing.
1: Okay. Um. So he's one of the disciples of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the disciples of Jesus.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, J.J. Watt is like that, and and that's good that he's doing that. You know, it's a city that has supported him, um, so he's supporting the city, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's really kind of what you hope that these that these um, professional athletes do. You know, they realize that. Um, especially in 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 these cities that um that they play for the fans not necessarily you know pay their salaries but the, the fans are the reason that they have careers you know um and it's good that they give back and i always like when i see that a team is giving back to the community i think it's very important so um kudos to to jj watt
0: yeah most definitely all right so um well, uh, you had this story, uh, Selena Gomez speaking of someone else from Texas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she had something to say about a certain decision being made by, by, by 45,
1: by 45. You don't refer to him as his, name. <laughs> I
0: already said his name twice. Uh like, no, I'm, you've said it already. You said, yeah, I've already said it. Oh, okay.
1: We're, of course we're but speaking. I'm going of, back um, to calling him 45. Um, some people call him, call him Cheeto. Um, um some people call him orange. Um, of Mang- course, Mango Mussolini. Mango muss. I have not heard that one. I like the alliteration though. No. Mango Mussolini. Um, orange. Um, I can't think of an, a, a fascist that was orange. I can't. Or O with an O. No. Orange Ottoman Empire. All right. So we'll just right. talk about the story. <laughs> so Selena Gomez, um, who of course is of um, Hispanic descent. I don't, th- I don't know if she's, no, she was born in Corpus Christi. So, She herself is not a quote-unquote dreamer, which is what the people who are um, amnestied under DACA are. But she did come out in strong support of um, defending DACA, basically, in strong support of it and against the repeal of it. Um, Posting on her Instagram page, she has 126 million followers. She was the first person to 100 million followers. Huge, huge, um, a huge uh, following, basically. Huge base. Um, She posted on Instagram, my definition of dreamer is someone that thinks big and believes anything is possible. The wonderful people being threatened by the unfortunate reversal of DACA are exactly that. Please call the White House, your local member of Congress and state senators to let your voice be heard and defend DACA. You can find out how to reach out to representatives here. Link in bio. I like that. It wasn't just a, hey, I don't like this. It's bad. She tells you what you can do. She gives you instructions. Um, this is not the person that we saw in Wizards of Waverly Place. She is older, mature, grown up. And, um, I know some people don't like it when celebrities, um, get involved in politics. And I even questioned if you wanted to talk about this, but it's, I, I think what she's doing is important.
0: Well, you know, people don't like if, uh, you don't like, people don't like celebrities getting involved in politics people don't like the politics being like crossing over into some form of entertainment, whether it's sports, music, television, Mm -hmm. film, whatever. People don't like it being crossed over because the entertainment part, the sports part is supposed to be Mm -hmm. the escape. Turn your brain Um, off. Like we don't, we can't, we don't live in that world anymore. No, we don't. We we really don't. And we can't afford to, um,
1: to latch onto that. That's, it's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, regardless of what your politics are, to know that you're woke and not just woke in the sense is like, you know, you're on the left. Even if, even if you're on the right, I might not agree with you, but at least I know that you care. Yeah. That you I do mean, care in the, about the process. Cause that's what this is. It's a democratic process. Everyone yeah. has a voice. And so at least I know that you care. Cause like, I mean, you have, you have the, the people out there who just want to be willfully ignorant to anything, you know?
0: yeah and having some kind of awareness yeah um which 45 i believe lacks and that's that's one of the more dangerous things about him yeah i is, think his supporters
1: are more awareness. knowledgeable than he is and that's kind of that's kind of odd <laughs> i mean
0: that can happen mm-hmm. i can understand that if that if something like that would happen but i think like the gap is you it's a noticeable gap it's huge gap. <laughs> huge <laughs> huge with a y um <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, it's, um, I think it's great that, that she's done that and brought mm-hmm. it, and brought attention to it. And just for like the policy itself, um, man, that it's, it's, it's one of those things to where it's, that's something that's being done out of fear Mm-hmm. out of, um, yeah, just, it's more, it's more fear. Like if these are kids who were born in America and their parents immigrated here mm-hmm. illegally, legally, whatever. <clears throat> this is all they know. Yeah. They like they lived here their whole lives. There are people who, you know, they, they grew up and went to school and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, there was I know there was a viral video. I don't know if it was from this year or last year, but this uh this one girl said that she was the valedictorian. Yeah. And she mentioned in her speech that her family came to America illegally. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born there, but her family came there illegally. Yeah. So, but this is all she knows. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of person that would be kicked out of the country mm-hmm. uh, without this policy.
1: Yeah. Cause I think what some people fail to understand and I don't want to get too political, but um, these are not the quote unquote worsts that um, that Trump that, talked about. Yeah. These people have to, they have to, and I don't mean to say these people, but um, they have to, um, they have to obey the law to stay here. Otherwise, they get deported. So you yeah. can't go and say, like, these are the worst of the worst. They're not the worst of the worst. They're actually <laughs> the
0: best of the best. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, if they're not doing anything wrong, what's the problem? Yeah. It, it's, and all they got I come back to, is, it's fear.
1: Yeah. Because they pay taxes. They're paying, um, and they also have to pay um, a fee to the government each year to stay in the country. Um, which amounts to close to eight or $9 million a year of just extra revenue to just you know outside of their taxes that they pay. Um, the argument that they use, Oh, they don't pay taxes. Well, they pay sales taxes. They pay <laughs> property taxes. <laughs> um, they pay employment taxes. They, you know, all these other things like, okay, they don't pay income taxes. Well, income taxes are actually the, you know, the fewest, uh, the, the lowest amount of taxes that we collect each year. That's what we get refunds. <laughs> Half the time we're getting stuff back. Um, And especially if you live in a state like Texas where and this is going to sound very racist, but there's a a huge Hispanic population there. Um, I don't know if you've been to Texas, but they don't have a state income tax. So their sales tax is higher. Same thing in Florida. So their sales tax is higher. They have tons of toll roads that you have to pay. So I I throw that argument out the window. I don't I don't even listen to people when they say that. Um, And yes, this is being done out of fear and ignorance. Yeah. So because I guarantee you the guy from Canada um, who's doing the high power jobs, the high level jobs isn't being you know, questioned and told to go no. back. Mm-mm. He's not being told to brush up on his Spanish. I saw someone post that on, um, the Donald subreddit on, um, on Reddit, which is just sometimes it's the worst thing you've ever seen. And then sometimes you have to wonder, is it even real? Yeah. Because it's so, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where you're just like, clearly this is a, a joke, but they're so serious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, a train wreck, you know. But so, we digress. <laughs> yeah.
0: So call your elected officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, call the White House uh, all hours of the night.
1: And you can um, find her <laughs> at Selena Gomez on Instagram. Follow yeah. her. I follow her. Um, I never see her posts, though, because I, I think I follow too many people. So, <laughs> yeah, they don't have it
0: now to where everything's in order. It's like basically kind of like how the Facebook feed goes. Yeah, it's
1: really it's weird. Yeah. So I never see her posts.
0: You got to like. um turn the notifications on or to make it
1: I, I don't, there's something you can
0: do to make it specific to where okay I will see all that person's post but it's yeah. it's kind of weird but anyway um, so uh, of course we'll update you on the charts mm-hmm. um, we're going to do it a different order this time uh, just real quick the top of the gospel charts includes <laughs> a song featuring Nicki Minaj
1: uh, How do you do a gospel song with a name like that, knowing what it means? Do they just say Nikki? No, and they don't. When they they play the song, Fikri,
0: I guess because of the way it's spelled, no one thinks that. Oh, it just. But she up. has a lyrics that say "Beach House Vibes," maneuver the jet ski because I serve a guy that parted the Red Sea. Mill 1000000 million dollar commercials for Pepsi from food stamps to more ice than Gretzky.
1: Anyway, um, oh boy. So Am I reading this correct? John Mayer tried to flirt with Nicki Minaj. Oh boy, I knew he liked women. I knew he I knew he liked them thick. Okay, but anyway.
0: <laughs> He'd been messing with them blondes all his life and see where it got him. Oh good. Anyway, um mm. So we'll start with the we'll start with the Billboard two hundred. Uh these are the top albums. Number one, debuting at number one is Love Is Rage Two by Lil' Uzi vert. Number two is seventeen by XXXTentacion. Tentacion. I like to call it XXX extension court. <laughs> um apparently he he's like he's like an he's more of an emo rapper than a mumble rapper. I feel like all of them are. Part well yeah. <laughs> he's he's more emo than than all of them, I guess.
1: I guess that's why this getting punched on stage hurt his feelings so much. <laughs>
0: um Debuting at number three, like XXXTentacion debuted at number two. Debuting at number three, Villains by Queens of the Stone Age.
1: I'm glad to see they're doing stuff still.
0: Debuting at number four. So the top four are all debuts. Oh, wow. Number four is Fifth Harmony by Fifth Harmony. Um, did see they threw some shade at one of their former members
1: Can at the VMAs. A little... <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: number five is Dan by Kendrick Lamar. Debuting at number six. Cozy Tapes Volume Two, Too Cozy by ASAP Mob, debuting at number seven. Happy Endings by Old Dominion, number eight. American Team by Khalid, and number nine. Project Baby Two by Kodak Black, and number ten debuting at number ten. A Deeper Understanding by The War on Drugs.
1: That's an interesting name. Who are they? I've never heard of them before.
0: Um, I don't. I'm not familiar with them.
1: Hmm. We'll have to check them out. I'll I'll check them out later. They look like a rock band.
0: Okay. So they're hipster rock band. then. Yeah. Oh, Um, definitely. (laughs) With a name like that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So we'll go to the artist charts and this will kind of get the conversation going here. Number one, of course, we predicted it last week. (laughs) And I mean, I don't want to take too much credit for it, but yes, it's Taylor Swift. Number one, number two, little Uzi vert, uh, jumping into the chart at number three, Queens of the stone age, number four, XXX Dentacion, number five, imagine dragons, number six, Kendrick Lamar, number seven, the most influential artist in black music. Number eight, Bruno Mars, number nine, Canadian John Mayer <laughs> and number 10, old dominion. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave them the name. I didn't refer to Magic Dragons as the 2K Legends. Oh, no.
1: You know what? I don't think they have a song on the game this year. Uh, well. Maybe they lost favor.
0: The 2K Retired Legends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, she's number one, of course. And she... Uh, what else did she do? She ended the streak, man. Yeah. The street is over. The number one song on the Hot 100 is no longer Despacito. It is "Look What You Made Me Do." It's the Kanye the fake West news of pop music.
1: The Kanye West diss track. <laughs> the, <Kanye laughs> diss,
0: the Katie diss track. The Calvin Harris diss, diss track. track yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just the diss track, man. It's this the "Look What You Made Me Do." The, yeah. And what did we make her do? We made her diss all these people.
0: Jack Antonoff, I hope you're proud of yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sure he's fine. He's he's spending that money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that song is number one. Last week it was number seventy-seven.
1: That's a huge jump. That is a
0: huge jump. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get through this list. Uh, number two, Despacito. So they fell to number two. Uh, number three, Bodak Yellow parenthesis money moves by Cardi B. Uh, number four, wild thoughts by the Nick Fury of pop music featuring (laughs) Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. Number five, attention by Charlie Puth. Number six, believer by the retired 2k legends.
1: Yeah. I just checked. They're not on there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Number seven, unforgettable by French Montana and Sway Lee. Number eight, there's nothing holding me back by the Canadian John Mayer. Number nine, 1-800-273-8255 one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, which is by Logic, featuring Alessia Cara and Khalid. 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 It's Khalid. Um, <laughs> I wonder what what is that song? What's that number?
1: That's the suicide hotline, suicide prevention oh, hotline. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Logic is he, he's doing he's doing things differently or or his yeah. way at least
1: he looks different. I I because I listened to his first album he came out with. And I, I saw him and I was like, all right, he looks like, you know, just a regular, you know, dude. Then I saw his latest album. And he looks like the smart rapper now. Like he wears glasses and has a sensible haircut. Yeah. wears clothes that fit. <laughs> kind of looks like an accountant. Hmm. Yeah, but it's working. <laughs> He's got the number nine song in the country. So, uh,
0: okay. So now we're under 10% with my phone. Uh, but hey, uh, if you're, if you shared the video and, and like it so far, we um, definitely appreciate it. Was that that wasn't the rest of the list? Oh, and number ten is "Strip That Down" by Liam Payne featuring the talented Migo.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Liam Payne's one of the guys from One Direction, right? Yeah. God, they're all doing success. No, Jesus, man, they're just
0: (sighs) the talented one from the Migo is is Quavo. Um, Mm -mm -mm. I'm just joking. I, 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 I mean. I don't know. I, I see him being featured specifically. Yeah. So that's why I think he's the talented.
1: One. Well, the, I don't even know. what take off and what's the other guy? Offset and Offset take off and Offset. They they're not getting. They're not on the new uh, Liam Payne.
0: <laughs> they're not on the yeah. They're on that new
1: Liam Payne track. They won't even get on that new Zane. They'll be like, oh, you like working with Quavo? I'll call up Quavo.
0: Did you see the um the video? I think I posted on my Facebook of uh a guy he he um. Posted a video if Quavo sang the national anthem.
2: No, I didn't see that,
1: but that sounds <laughs> hilarious.
0: I'll play that for you after the show. Um So uh and you know, with Taylor Swift had the number one song, of course it's been announced she's going to play the halftime show of the college football playoff national championship game, as Ben has called it.
1: The baby super bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious if that's if this is gonna become a thing now. Um, if it you know, if Taylor Swift will make it a thing. I don't know. Do you
0: think she will play both the national championship and the Super Bowl in the same year?
1: I don't know. Um I don't know. That'd be that'd be weird. I think that'd be too much Taylor. But then again, as we've seen, she loves the attention. <laughs> so I could totally see her doing it just because why not? You know, she's now plastered all over the the weirdest ad campaign I've ever seen. On UPS trucks, because that's what really resonates with teens. UPS trucks. That's so weird. Standing in an in in office building, looking down, and seeing her album cover on the side of a UPS truck. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it's so weird. Like it's just I don't know. Like I don't know how to. Like I don't. I would say she's lost her mind, but she's got the number one song in the country. So apparently, she's doing something right. All right.
0: Um, Well, that'll do it for our music news. Unless you had anything else to add.
1: Nah. All right. Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week?
1: My earworm of the week in honor of Montgomery Gentry, Troy Gentry, a song called Roll With Me. Um, I don't even know if this was a hit. I can't I can't remember where I heard it, but um, I just love the song. It's. Kind of just tells a story in both verses. It's it's kind of just a chill kind of country song. One of my favorites. Yeah.
0: All right. So this is Roll With Me by Montgomery Gentry from the album Back When I Knew It All. And we'll be right back.
4: Wake up in the morning, get to living my life Making sure I'm all that I can be Went to church on Sunday, there was a moment that came I swear it was like the Lord spoke right to me so now I'm slowing it down and I'm looking around And I'm loving this town and I'm doing all right Ain't worried about nothing except for the man I want to be I'm thinking maybe it's time to be living around When I'm singing a song about nothing but right And it sure be nice if you would roll with me
0: All right, that is "Roll With Me" by Montgomery Gentry. To so big tribute to Troy Gentry from their album "Back When I Knew It All." All right, so we're going to get to our main topic here—the um, main event. The main event.
1: Speaking uh, of main events, did you see? Uh- That beating that uh, the Patriots took last night,
0: I I saw a little bit of it, man. Um,
1: That was bad. Cowherd compared it to when uh, Floyd beat Connor. (laughs) 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 Apparently, that dude he's still walking around hurt, like he's like he was like he was like man, that fight was brutal. He was like um, Mayweather was like smiling in between rounds and. You know, didn't even sweat, wasn't sweating after the show. Meanwhile, Connor still has a black eye.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Uh, somebody said once um, once Floyd realized that Connor couldn't really knock him out.
1: Just played with him. Yeah. Yeah. He just toyed with him. Had well, some he, fun. He,
0: he could stand right in front of him.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that, I thought that was kind of funny, though. But, yeah, I was the only thing that would have been better if that was the Falcons giving them that beat down. So
0: they play, they play each other this year. Yeah, I think
1: it's like week seven or eight. So, so we'll see. Oh yeah. We're going to beat them down if they couldn't, if they couldn't handle the chiefs.
0: Yeah. But the chiefs are, are a decent team.
1: I know. And we're a great team. Yeah. We'll see about that. They sleeping on us, man. Sleep on us all you want though. Still hungover. <laughs> all right.
0: So, <laughs> so, uh, we have, um, well, our topic, we started it with, blood on the dance floor uh one of those like really obscure michael jackson singles if there is such a thing yeah
1: well Uh, i mean that was the period of time where it was between invincible but after history yeah and a lot of people just weren't you know like because there was that song and he did that Ghosts song where he did like the long form video just a lot of people weren't really feeling michael jackson around that time i don't understand why and he was releasing good stuff. Yeah. Just had to go find it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so uh well as if um if you followed our Instagram, uh I'd only put it on the Instagram story or if you follow us on Instagram, I made a post about it that this is September is going to be Michael Jackson appreciation month in which um we will have each episode for this month will be related to Michael Jackson. And by the end of the show, we will tell you what the next Michael Jackson related topic will be.
1: thought you are going to be like, by the end of the show, you'll be sick of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So um, this is a Because 5. 5. Why? Because.
1: 5. five. Yeah.
0: A because five of Michael Jackson songs in which we pick our top five is probably more our favorite five, but whatever.
1: Yeah, it's going to be my favorite five. <laughs> that's, how, that's how these lists go, baby. <laughs> uh,
0: of Michael Jackson songs. And um, of course, it's really because seven, but because five sounds better. So,
1: um, well, I mean, watch Mojo does it. They'll have their, their honorable mention. Yeah,
0: yeah, they do. They do. So we can do it, too. Yes, exactly. We're we're better than them. Yes, we are. (laughs) um, So we pick our top five Michael Jackson songs. These are songs that he performed uh, on any of his albums. Uh, We did not use we. we, Well, for me, I went through uh, all his albums Mm -hmm. and um, all my picks are from three of them, (laughs) three, three different albums. I think. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. So (laughs) let's just go ahead and get started. So Ben, what is your first honorable mention?
1: So my first honorable mention is, excuse me. Who is it from the dangerous album? Um, beautiful song uh almost cracked my top five but i don't know i just couldn't do it there's some other songs in that top 5 that they're really good but um since i was a kid because i mean what dangerous came out in 92 it was eight (laughs) eight or nine years old when that came out and um i loved this song and i used to try to sing it as a kid like me and my my friends we were all like huge michael jackson fans like probably half the world was and um we used to always try to sing along to this song and I was really the only one out of my group of friends that could sing so (laughs) they would always ask me to sing it and yeah never knew the lyrics though Um, didn't find them out until I got older isn't there
0: like a a story yeah as you know many Michael Jackson songs were Mm -hmm.
1: Um, yeah but um, yeah written by Michael Jackson which it's just in my opinion shows his skill as a songwriter which I think might be one of his most underrated skills, in my opinion. You know, because he's this amazing performer. You know, a really great singer. And people don't really think about him, you know, as a songwriter. And he's a good songwriter. And I think, really, on, on two of the, the two of the songs in my top, um, in my honorable mentions, really show off his songwriting skills. So, yeah. And I never knew this was a single. Because I, I, I had this album. Um, I had the album Dangerous and I played it out yeah I didn't know it was a single single. yeah I didn't know Um, I played I played the hell out of this album I loved it and this was probably um, it's probably my favorite song from Dangerous yeah
5: it's
1: beautiful all those beautiful harmonies I remember he did this on did you ever see him do this on Oprah Winfrey when she did the um, interview with him Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Alright, so that is who is it? From Dangerous. Alright, my first honorable mention. We have to go all the way back to nineteen seventy two.
1: When he was black. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: a fourteen year old Michael Jackson. Thirteen. Fourteen. Thirteen.
1: I don't know, yes. I don't know.
0: Somewhere long. around there. Yeah. Uh so right before puberty. Um this <laughs> is I Wanna Be Where You Are from the album Got to Be There. Um, I didn't know this was a Michael Jackson song that was being sampled. There was a song it was sampled in the film Drumline. It was a song on the soundtrack was sampled a drumline.
1: Really? Who sa- who Who sampled it? Um Let me find out. Oh here's the samples <laughs> Oh cue the kid Been away
0: Yeah Uh yeah And Jermaine Dupri- Produced by Jermaine Dupree
1: Okay I could I could hear that Jermaine Dupree to Michael Jackson
0: That's not surprising
1: Yeah Did he uh, produce it too Or did he just Was he just on it
0: He produced it
1: Okay Yeah totally hear that
0: Um uh, I, I think like there's there's not a lot of people who are into, when you think Michael Jackson you're probably thinking of one album first um, and some people probably think that Off the Wall was his first mm-hmm. album, solo album and it was not uh, this was actually his first sol- solo album mm-hmm. um, and it was still during the time well, you can't say anything really about uh, uh, that, you know as far as his songwriting He didn't get a chance to do that. This was Mm -hmm. produced on Motown. Yeah. And
1: uh, Motown wasn't interested in your songwriting. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you were Marvin Gaye later in his career.
0: (laughs) Basically, uh, that's why the Jacksons left Motown Mm -hmm. is because they weren't getting a chance to do their own material. Um, and this was technically his, uh, his second single. Um, uh, the first one was actually a cover of "Ain't No Sunshine," yeah, by Bill Withers. By yeah. Withers. Uh, so with this out, this song was written by Arthur Ross and Leon Ware. Um, and um, I, I, I like I like listening to young Michael Jackson, okay, uh, as a vocalist. Uh, as a it was a, uh, a boy soprano, mm-hmm. um, and it's a total it's a contrast. To what he is His distinctive voice That he's famous for Yeah And uh, that's I, I enjoy I enjoy it Okay Basically So my first song Which is I want to be where you are Alright So Ben What is Your Second honorable mention
1: Alright From history Past Present And future Book one Stranger in Moscow Um It was actually a song that I didn't really dig when it first came out. Um it wasn't really until maybe like five or six years ago. I think I heard you play it at one point, and that's when I started kind of paying attention to it. Um and really kind of started realizing how good of a song it was. Um Another one's you know, one of the songs that he, you know, wrote himself. Um excuse me, and has the uh what I kind of defined as, you know, was his sound in the 90s really after dangerous after he worked with Teddy Riley on Dangerous he started having beats like this <laughs> like that was his 90s sound and it was almost like he was making the beats himself like he was you know beatboxing yeah. in the studio um and it was just like a smooth you know and if, i think at first maybe he did it because it was popular but then i think he stayed with it because i think he just liked it it just fit his voice it fit it just fit him so. Long intro too. I, f- I forgot has a very long intro, but it's, <laughs> but like it's just it sets the mood. And honestly, I've never seen the video, but when I read about it, I can just it's so descriptive, you know. And you know, he feels like a stranger in Moscow. Um, and he wrote this, you know, of course when he was going through all the allegations of, of, um, of sexual assault with children and stuff, and just about how he felt like just a stranger he felt it was like an out of body type thing and so it's just one of those I don't know it's just one of those songs I was. I like to listen to just very descriptive and I like that about his writing later in his life he got very descriptive with his writing because at this point like he's not necessarily like especially with the song he's not trying to write a hit he's just writing a song you know like I don't think this song like what's the runtime of the song it's like four and a half five minutes uh, this version is 543 543 almost a six minute song <laughs> he's not trying to make <laughs> a hit right here this is just a song so yeah it's one of the things that it's
0: it's reflective and you know it's it's personal yeah which uh history was meant is supposed to be that's yeah. what history uh is is a um it's a personal album uh and also it includes you know his previous singles so it gives yeah. it chance for people to to listen to everything at once um, I remember
1: the video was in like black and white I think so you know who played on this too I'm saying Steve Picaro, okay David Paik Steve Lukather sound familiar Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so he went back and got the boys from Toto um, who also worked with him on another song on my list I won't say what it is that kind of gave it away though didn't it yeah well, if there's no, if there's, sm- if if there's the, smart if, if, Michael yeah, Jackson you, fans, yeah, if you yeah. know,
0: then you, you know what's on his list.
1: Yeah, but yeah, that's um, but this is just a really beautiful song.
0: Yeah. All right. So that is Stranger in Moscow from history. All right. My second honorable mention is uh, the title track from really his breakout album. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm talking about Off the Wall.
1: So is this supposed to be ghosts at the beginning Or something or like You know well of course This song was written by Rod
0: Okay, (laughs) Who would Explore uh, sounds like That with uh, another album (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this was more About um,
5: Let's
0: see how we put this Uh
1: song
0: well one like it's this is this is disco michael jackson yeah you know uh, a period of time to where not a lot of people think about you think you don't even go back to 1979 with mm-hmm. this uh, with with thinking about you know michael jackson and his music um, and uh what's funny is that this is one of those songs like when Quincy Jones met Michael Jackson mm-hmm. while making The Wiz, and so they decided to work together, they uh, got with Rod Timberton, and they wanted him to write a song for this album. Yeah. He wrote three songs.
1: All three of them ended up on the album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which other one said he write. I know he wrote this one. he write um, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough? No, he did... Um,
0: he did uh Rock With You Okay. Um oh, d- oh, duh. I should've known. disco
1: out. <laughs> I should've known he wrote Rock With You. That that sounds like a Rod Timberton song. Well <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was a Michael Jackson song, no stop to you get enough. Okay, okay. Um so yeah, I
0: uh like I really like this sound, like stuff that Rod Timberton wrote or produced by Quincy Jones. Um I don't know, it did and it like it's obviously like a, a disco song, but it just didn't really like feel like that. Yeah, it this doesn't like hold up better.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like and that's the difference between songs that certain um certain artists would do back in the disco era. You know, like um this isn't one of those songs where you're just like, Oh turn that off, disco. You know, no one does that with this song. You know, you would do that with like, you know, um God I can't think of that Baby My heart is full of love and Like that's a disco song yeah. <laughs> that's someone, Don't leave me this way Don't leave me this way Throw me Houston You might be like Turn that off <laughs> Have you heard the Howard Melvin Harold Melvin and the I Blue actually Notes prefer version? it I prefer <laughs> it Because I didn't know It was a cover Then I found out And I was like Alright delete From <laughs> their playlist <laughs> And just go with The Harold Melvin And the Blue Notes Because what's his name Song on that Song lead on it um, Teddy Pendergrass Teddy Pendergrass He killed it boy He killed it um, One thing I also like is
0: I don't I don't know how often it happened, but like Michael Jackson did his own background vocals. Oh, I love it when he does like it. it. Like if it's anybody else, it's sounds pretentious. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. Um, I hope everyone enjoys that off the wall from off the wall. <laughs> All right, Ben. We're in our top five. All right. What you got?
1: I got Human Nature. Um, and that's the song, of course, that. Uh, that Steve Pacarro and, um, and Steve Lukather and, and the other guys from, well, not all the guys from Toto, but they played on, um, Steve Pacarro wrote it with John Bettis. Um, I can still think back to, so this was the first thriller was the first, um, was the first Michael Jackson album I ever heard. I, I happened Tape to me. get into my sister's tapes, Shout <laughs> out to my sister. Um, she had off the wall, not off the wall she had um this album and she had um bad i remember discovering them and i think the day i found them i probably listened to them like the whole night like it was i had just gotten home from school she had these tapes i just played them start to finish kids just kept playing them and was just wondering like where has this been all my life i was probably like six or seven so you know it hadn't been that far away all my life but it was just so good i just remember I remember this song, like, it's so smooth and it's so just, you know, like, it just makes you think of, I don't know, like, I guess this could kind of fall into Yacht Rock, but it's just like a really good song. Well, it was featured on an episode
0: of the web oh, series. It was, not it? Okay. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen that. Uh, yeah, do yourself a favor. <laughs> check out the Yacht Rock series, web series. You could just search it on YouTube. Yeah. Hosted by Hollywood Steve. Uh, oh that's his name.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, basically like the premise of the episode was um they wanted to like the producer a producer needed Toto to write a song for Michael Jackson mm-hmm. because he he had just made beat it with Eddie Van Halen and, and that was just too thinking, hard. That's too hard. <laughs> no, that's too much. We we need to bring Michael back. Um, <laughs> we can't lose Michael to the uh to the hard rock. But um Uh, I don't I'm not sure how that If that's what really happened Probably not Probably not But it was entertaining To watch anyway
1: Um, So this was also Of course The song that John Mayer played At um, The funeral services Or the memorial services Of Michael Jackson Did a really cool I wish he would have sung on it too Because I mean John Mayer's a good singer But I mean he just played Kind of like an instrumental You know Very beautiful version of it Um, And just kind of Reminded people You know Of just How good of a song it is boys the men have a really good cover if you were listening to us earlier um yeah. as we were getting ready we played the boys the men version of it it's very beautiful um of course it was sampled by the swv by the swv double u v um and then of course i don't know if you've ever seen it but craig david does an amazing live version of this song goes into the swv song and then comes back to this song <laughs> And just, and he just, he just murders it. It's really good. We got to watch it downstairs after this. So, right.
0: So, that is uh, Human Nature, of course, from Thriller. Uh, one of the seven singles from <laughs> Thriller. Monster album. <laughs> uh, charted as high as number seven. Um, not sure if it won any awards. Oh, also famously sampled by Nas for It Ain't Hard to Tell, which closes out Ilmatic. Mm hmm. All right, so that is human nature. All right, my number five. Um, my number five. We're going back to disco, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just really like this one because, like the the energy of it, like Off the Wall, is such a high energy album to me, mm-hmm. um, and it. I don't know, we really didn't get that anymore. Mm-mm. Uh I think this was this was this was Michael Jackson at his most um I guess the freest he may have ever felt like being famous.
1: Probably not until Blood on the Dance Floor. Because that's the only, yeah. that's the next album full of upbeat tracks I can think yeah. of.
0: <laughs> so this is Get on the Floor. Um uh, First thing you know, notice, the bass line is after hearing um, after hearing it. Listen to this song, and then listen to "Stomp" by the Brothers Johnson. God, I love that song. <laughs> it's sounds uh, like that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, let me. Who played bass sure. on this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Lewis Johnson.
1: He, uh, Louis Johnson is on. Uh, Louis Johnson is on here, and he played yes on tracks one through three one, and then through three through ten. So ten. yeah, he played bass on this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Louis Johnson from the Brothers Johnson, um, like the the first that like the, that reminded me of the song "Stomp" to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I kind of prefer this over. Don't stop till you get enough. Mm-hmm. And even with um, uh, Off the Wall. This is, this is my, my favorite song off Off the Wall.
1: Okay. No, that is a really solid baseline, though. I did not know that he played on this.
0: Well, actually, it's my second favorite song off Off the Wall.
1: But we'll get to the number <laughs> one later.
2: <laughs> so but I think yeah. he
1: also played the baseline to. Um, I think he played the baseline on Billie Jean, also. Louis Johnson or I might be wrong Louis Johnson why do I keep saying Louis Johnson Louis Johnson let's see yes he did he did he did I believe it they, they auditioned a lot of bass players <laughs> to play just that bass line so we'll talk about that later though
0: so check out uh, Get on the Floor from Off the Wall it was not a single no uh, but it was written by Michael Jackson and Louis Johnson. All right. So Ben, number four.
1: Yes. What you got? Just Good Friends, Um. which now I I I still remember vividly. This was the one song that I think I can. I like would rewind, of course, because I had a tape back then. I rewound this song and played it again and again. Back then, I was not, um, um, as educated enough to know that this was Stevie Wonder. I did not know that at the time. Didn't know it until I got older. If I can listen to it and was like, wow, this, but this was, um, this was my favorite song on Bad. I love this song. Um, I love the play that, you know, them playing off of each other. Of course, you know, Stevie Wonder has an amazing voice. Michael Jackson has an amazing voice, but they're different in, in their in their own ways. And it's like they kind of it's like kind of like they're going at each other, you know? Mm. It's just really good, you know. Just and I just love like that verse. Like it's just like it's it's just the way that, I don't know, I just can't explain it. Like the bass line. It's not a complicated bass line, but it holds the rhythm down. You know, it's pepper you pepper in some um some keyboard in there. Like I think I probably like the verses Slightly more than like the chorus I do like the chorus But I think I like the verses a little bit Just because of the way it just kind of comes in Like it's, I can't really explain it But yeah it's really good um,
0: Not a lot of features that Michael Jackson did No very, he did not Very do very few and, and the ones that he
1: did do He typically didn't like Because I know like the one he did with Cedar Garrett I don't yeah. think it was even credited on Was it credited on there? On the album, or was it just as? Um, yes, it was credited. Okay, yes, I can't remember if that was credited uh, or not.
0: Now, this song not written by Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and in fact, it's one of two songs not written by Michael Jackson on Bad. This was written by Terry Britton and Graham Lyle, who are famous for writing "What's Love Got to Do with
1: It." An amazing song in its own right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that may be a few Episode to down the line. Private Dancer. Like, mm-hmm. I listened to that album recently. Mm-hmm. Like. It's one of those game-changing albums Yeah When you, when you think about it so was, we'll That was like a comeback
1: album, right? Yeah, that was a yeah, that that was. Was comeback album, yeah. definitely
0: um, Interesting, this song was performed only once During yeah, the Bad that. World Tour <laughs> <laughs> that, Which is interesting enough Because I feel like, like Like I said, the Bad World Tour Had to make up For there not being a tour for Thriller
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised he just didn't get a backup singer To sing Stevie Wonder's part Because I he had to have some capable backup singers
0: so. Find a backup singing back and sing like Stevie. But <laughs> well,
1: they don't have to sing like him. Just yes, they do. Sing a yes, little like do. him, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, well, I know it wasn't going to be Cheryl Crow. I guess they <laughs> could have
0: if, if you had Cheryl Crow being. Um, I forgot that girl's name.
1: Cedar Garrett. No, no. no. Saying, um, that was
0: the uh, the model from the the way you make you feel. Oh, she, did she do that on the tour? I think I think so. Like she oh. like kind of like did that like interplay with him.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Because I was thinking, I was like, which what's she on? But yeah, if she got famous around '92, it would have had to have been the Bad World Tour. Like she couldn't have done the Dangerous World Tour because she was too busy being famous.
2: <laughs>
1: I wonder how she ended up being a backup singer. She was just like a, a teacher, <laughs> a music teacher. She probably came in like, all right, all right, kids, um, I have an announcement to make. <laughs> I'm not going to be a teacher anymore. Oh, why not, Mrs. Crow? Why not, Miss Crow? I'm going to be going on tour with Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. They got all excited. Oh, my God. It's totally okay. Yeah. So maybe they're like, so we want you to stay here. I'm like, man, y'all shut up, kids. Bye. <laughs> i want to work with Michael Jackson. Y'all can stay here and wherever she's from.
0: Whoa. Yeah, I'm good. i good. Alright, so that is Just Good Friends from Bad. My number four is P-Y-T, parenthesis Pretty Young Thing.
1: Because that happened back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fun fact, my favorite sample of this is uh, I'd probably have to say it's still um, Good Life. Yeah. It's a good sample. It's a good sample. There have been some very good samples of this song. Um...
0: Up? The is that a what kind what what what's playing that what's what's play, what instrument is playing that uh, melody?
1: What that um the beginning? Yeah, I think that's just a synth. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: this was the final single off of Thriller. <laughs> All of the seven. Also <laughs> of the seven, the seventh of seven. Um, this song was co-written by Quincy Jones and James Ingram. Really?
1: Huh. Okay.
0: Uh, of course, Quincy Jones, the main producer, aside yeah. from Michael Jackson on Thriller, um, and this was kind of what's interesting. is Like, this was the last single, and this was kind of the end of their partnership. What the Quincy Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they did, they didn't work together on Bad. Mm. Um. What? Another thing that's interesting. P.Y.T. was never performed live
1: Really? That's such a fun song Well I guess he didn't do a thriller tour so Maybe he didn't want to bring it over to bad That's such a fun song Like I still remember when I would listen to this song I would just imagine such a lively performance Like typically in Like a smallish club and like at the pretty young things part like i just imagine like a group of girls off to the side like repeating after him (laughs) (laughs) like i just imagine like just the crowd is just going crazy like everyone's having fun and michael jackson's not even really dancing but more so just working the crowd yeah like i just imagine how fun this song would be to play like how do you not play this song that's funny i don't even know what to say to that
0: (laughs) uh this also has uh some nice memories for me being at the O'Neill Theater Center in okay. Connecticut. Uh, I would DJ the intern dance party. I did it for four summers. Um, <laughs> but uh, the artistic director of the National Play Arts Conference, Wendy Goldberg, this is her favorite song. Okay. And uh, she wanted, she wanted to hear it. And in 2009, we had the intern dance party. This was probably like. Two, three weeks after he died. Ooh. So, uh, it holds some special meaning. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, I think it's, it's, uh, if, if you ask of like a hundred black people what's their favorite song on Thriller, a
1: lot of people say this. I, I think especially women, yeah. especially girls, yeah. They love this song. Yeah.
0: So, uh, PYT from thriller and,
1: uh, man, we should have had the, um, (laughs) we should have had the, um, the sound clip of, of Dave Chappelle saying he made thriller.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, that brings us to number three and, uh, Ben and I have the same number three. So we're just going to introduce it together. Yeah. Yeah, we're
1: just we yeah. As a matter of fact, you know what? Just play the beginning. Yeah. If they don't know it, then they're not fans. Yeah. Yeah, just let let's let that sink in right there. Yeah, one of the most iconic bass lines of all time. It's beautiful. I'm not even gonna say the name of it, because you should know what this is. <laughs> like if yeah. you don't know what this is something is wrong with you. I bet someone heard that drum line. Like, wait, is that is that hella good no <laughs> <doubt>. <laughs> oh. which basically had the same opening beat um, but man this, this this song is and it was and so this is my, my top three was very hard for me yeah. my top three was very hard for me because this is one of those songs where um, of course you know he does the moonwalk for the first time on live television to this song yeah. so we have, you know, About this dance he stole. But, this but. iconic video, you know, that you know the the very first on MTV by a black artist. Yeah, that was put in heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, so you have this iconic video, of course, where he's like, you know, walking in the in the lights or the floor is lighting up as you walk. The ground is lighting up. You have that in your mind, and then you and have so many
0: movies have like. Use that. Yeah. Use that like when you walk on the sidewalk and it lights up when you take a step. I've seen that a lot in a lot of different movies.
1: And then you have this iconic you know, performance of him in, you know Motown twenty five. The Motown twenty five. He's got the gloves, he got the hat. And then all of a sudden during the breakdown, he starts doing the moonwalk and you're just like (laughs) So it's just like, you know, and like in my head now every time I, I hear the song in my head, I see him go to one end of the stage do the little thing go to the other end of the stage do the little thing spin and then do the moonwalk I see it in my head (laughs) every time see it in my head Um, this is
0: this is probably his I think his most iconic song
1: yeah I definitely think this is outside of maybe no yeah this is I think this is yeah Yeah. I
0: think this is this is the signature Michael Jackson song
1: because I was going to say maybe bad but no no maybe beat it is up there but like i like you, this is more signature yeah This that and i think that performance really helped like because that's like this is the song like you know when people do talent you, shows
0: you think of moments with this song mm-hmm. you think of the motown 25 performance mm-hmm. you think of the video on mtv yeah you think of the one glove yeah you think of uh well, you think of the Pepsi commercial where his scalp was burned yeah you think <laughs> um, of the
1: the the black suit with the pink
0: <laughs> you think of the other Pepsi commercial with Alfonso Rivera oh yeah <laughs> in which they changed the lyrics mm-hmm.
1: so yeah it's just one it's it's up there it's it's you know when whenever you see someone do a talent show where they're imitating Michael Jackson and they want to throw on the moonwalk they throw this song going <laughs> it, it, it's just you know yeah And aptly covered by um, By Chris Cornell Very beautiful haunting cover He kind of slows it down a bit um, And makes the lyrics a little haunting You're just like Ooh this is kind of a creepy song
0: Yeah It's supposed to be about a
1: uh... It's about a groupie Yeah And it's a very um, <laughs> But it's like very upbeat Like there's some very You know Disturbing lyrics in here But it's like You know like Oh that's a nice bass You wanna dance And here does The moon Rocket right here Uh 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 So, yeah. But even just to talk about the music, like this bass line, so solid. So, 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 so solid. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This song is considered
0: uh, post disco. That's the thing. That was a thing between
1: like 80 and 83. You know, I do think we talked about that. (laughs) Like, post, you can have post anything. Like I want to know what post classical was like. (laughs) Is jazz post classical? Like is
0: Is there post jazz?
1: Blues? I don't know. Blues and country blues. Robert Johnson is the first post jazz artist. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's just like oh yeah, like oh yeah, he's post hip hop. He's still doing hip hop, but you know it's different, so it's post hip hop. I'm trying to see what awards
0: this one as well. It won, um, it won a yeah. lot. I just know it won
1: Two Grammys, lot. one American Music Award. Sometimes you forget that the American Music Awards are a thing.
0: <laughs> that was a big deal. The American Music Awards? Yeah, back, I still really remember. Was. Back in the day when I was younger, yeah. It big really
1: deal. was. Not anymore, though.
0: Even Thank new you. edition going. Um So, yeah, that is both of ours number threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ben, tell us about your number two
1: so close close race I went back and forth um Scream by Michael Jackson featuring Janet Jackson like we say he doesn't have a lot of features um I don't think he had any on or on he didn't have any credited because there were who was on who's on black or white someone had a verse on black or white but I can't remember who it was I,
0: I don't remember that rapper's name he wasn't credited though he wasn't credited
1: <laughs> um but he did have a feature on on Scream his sister um and this song amazing it's aggressive it's and it's not necessarily even all that much upbeat it's mid-tempo but it's just like so in your face and it's basically him just talking about how like all these people coming at him just makes him want to scream and he's got his little sister his is she older than him she's younger than him yeah his little sister that duh, she's younger than him because she was yeah she's the youngest youngest. (laughs) (laughs) she's there with him you know showing support you know um and it's just such a good song. The video was amazing. Um, I still like, you know, I saw a YouTube video of all these dancers getting together, paying tribute to him by doing the dance that he does at the end with his sister, who is, you know, I don't, I don't want to say as good of a dancer as him, but a good dancer in her own right. So it was really cool to see them get together to do something. I, I, I feel like this was something that was really in the making. Like, it was overdue, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, they should have been doing stuff together. I think, like, it probably could have been done, like,
0: I think it would, it, well, I think it's still, like, still, it's one of his signature songs, Yeah. I still think that it, that's true. If it was done when he came out with, with Dangerous came out, and oh, she God. came out with Janet.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> it would have been huge. Yeah, like that would have that would have number one, like no doubt. Um, so, but yeah, this is just, and then it's got like a nice little cool guitar solo type thing in it, and yeah, I mean, like I, there's there's nothing about this song that I don't like. It's amazing. I just yeah,
0: and it's the only. Um, I don't know if there was a bunch of others, but what's interesting is that he worked with. Janet's people, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, they have this long. Uh, they are linked at the hip. J- Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and Janet Jackson yeah. are all linked together. Yeah. Uh, so for him to work with them, and this was really the only time I think. This the only yeah, song. I think so. So uh, to have that together, um, but dude, it's it's. It's you don't get hear a lot of duets to where it's a signature song for both people.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it has all the elements you hear in a Michael Jackson song. Mm-hmm. And then also all the elements you hear in a, a Janet, Janet Jackson, Jackson song. song. Yeah. Because <laughs> this
1: is so everything from it. Like part of it makes me takes me back to uh, Rhythm Nation era, Janet Jackson. Yeah. Like with the aggressive in your face. Um, almost like his own version of um, Rhythm Nation, basically.
0: Yeah. I think it's a combination of of Rhythm Nation and Bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, together. it's just so in your face. Um, and it's kind of got like, almost kind of got like I could almost hear this being covered by Bluesman. Like it's kind of got like a, like kind of a bluesy feel to it. I don't know. It's just a really good song. I think it works on so many different levels. Yeah, and I remember I bought. So I heard the song for the first time. And I didn't buy history at the time. I just bought the single. Because this is back when you could just go to Walmart and buy a single. And I remember First Circuit City. It was the weekend I went to my grandmother's house and I just remember sitting in her living room, playing it, hitting rewind, playing it again. Oh, you had it on tape. I had it on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I had it on tape. Um and sometimes I would turn it over. The B side of course was childhood, which was a pretty good song in its own right. But I just I wanted to hear I wanted to hear screams, I would just turn it over again and just listen. <laughs> I was obsessed with this song. Still really kind of am obsessed with this song. If you ever get a chance to go on YouTube, find the acapella version of this where they do, they show his, they, um, isolate his vocals. The harmonies are as beautiful as you would think they are in the, in the choruses. Um, it's just, yeah, it's beautiful.
0: All right. So that is scream from history. And, uh
1: Oh, my God. Is that what they were trying to imitate and try to get loose? Possibly. For Lil Mama. I'm seeing here that it was like, no, oh, there's been replicated. Try to get loose in 2008 by Lil Mama. I don't like that. <laughs> don't like that at all.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, so my number two is uh, from Thriller. And it is Beat It. Whew. I love this song. I don't know why the beginning of this song always makes me think of like a Kung Fu movie.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that was what they're trying to make you think of. I mean, they're fighting in the video. Um, <laughs> He's doing all these like Kung Fu looking moves. Yeah. He's in the bar. Yeah.
0: Um, And what was
1: funny is that this video...
0: There was a Toto video for Rosanna, and there was one more where they all were inspired by the movie Grease. Oh,
1: is this what this is inspired by? Yeah. Okay. I've never seen Grease, so... Um, yeah, have you? No. Okay. Just, I didn't want to be the weird one out.
0: <laughs> Just no. Like. Dude, as a theater major. I was like the anti-theater major. Yeah, there's a lot of...
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of famous
0: musicals <laughs> I have, have not even tried Chicago? to
1: listen to. Nope good it, it, it looks pretty bad no just i've seen parts of it and i'm just like this is drab but no this yeah this is a good song and and one of the songs that barely missed out on mine um but there's such an iconic riff yeah guitar solo yeah and then of course the dance at the end um of the video which michael jackson was known for his just great dance numbers yeah uh
0: there's a there's a video on youtube of them rehearsing the, the dance sequence really and I think it was like a part to where they like like okay then we're and then we're gonna go over here and then he just like did some some move that you don't see in the video. <laughs> but he's like, then we can do something like this. Well, 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 I don't know, maybe you know.
1: And I'm sure the backup band something. was like, nah, you can do <laughs> <laughs> you need that.
2: You do that.
0: I can't. I can't do that. Um, but it it see it was like. Just in rehearsal, it was so it was intense, but also like effortless. Yeah. Um, well, because I
5: bet they
1: practice yeah. their asses off, man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. This this is what they do. Yeah. Um, and uh, the song is about how he is. He doesn't like violence. He wants to avoid confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think it's about his childhood abuse at the hands of his father. Um, hmm. Interesting. So there's some... Um, I don't know. There's something there with that. Uh, of course, this song was written by Michael Jackson. Includes the famous guitar solo from Eddie Van Halen. Um, One of my favorites of all time. So... Uh, the song has been covered numerous times, of course. Probably the... Most famous cover People may know Off the top of their head Is Fall Out Boy
1: I would probably say so I liked it the first time I heard it yeah Cause they isolated That main riff At the beginning Yeah Which is Is You know What everyone knows But yeah That was pretty cool Yeah
0: Um Also uh Parodied by Weird Al Yankovic He He made a lot of money Just parodying Michael Jackson Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) About food About food (laughs) Just eat it Make songs about food The video was pretty funny too because he wakes up at the end, like, with a stomach ache. <laughs> It was so funny. I'm like, yeah, for all of you kids out there listening, check out 80s era Weird Al Yankovic. Um, that was original back the, back then. Like, no one else was doing that. <laughs> and no one else was doing it to, like, that level of effectiveness. Like,
0: he, like the song is, like, on the charts.
1: Yeah. Like, pop, like popular on the radio. And it wasn't forced no it wasn't a force parody where you had to be like oh we're gonna force and like it just all it and they were all about food but it made sense it like it fit it fits so well it's it's so good i remember um back in the day when like they would let um weird Al take over mtv and he would just show all his parodies i used to love that i used to just and like that was the only time you could see it of course so that's when you found out about eat it and fat and you know other stuff
0: what, like sometimes I wonder, and I know a little another kind of rabbit hole here, but Weird Al wouldn't be like as popular as he was in the 80s, not today, not like on that Mm-mm. scale. But no. I think he would be super popular on like YouTube.
1: I could see that, I could see that because that's where he start really. Um, when he started doing it, like what with, with the um, he had an album like just a few years ago. Um, where he parodied, I'm so fancy, I'm so handy. And like, so I could, I could see, like, I, I could see that, um, video he did for Star Wars. I could see that blowing so up.
0: His songs are about, uh, food and hardware store. <laughs> it was stores. like,
1: I'm so handy. And in the video, is him like in like overalls, like working with tools. So I, I could totally see. You know, like all about the Pentiums. I could, I could see White and Nerdy, and he had hits with those songs. White and Nerdy. I think
0: White and Nerdy was number one.
1: Yeah, that was a big hit. So yeah, you're right. I could totally see him really working. And I mean, honestly, who knows? Maybe he inspired a lot of these people who are doing these parodies because, like, he did it first, and he it was it was good. Like White and Nerdy, that was hilarious. (laughs) Just like a White and Nerdy dude riding around in a just trying to be White and Nerdy. Like it was hilarious.
0: Um. Yeah, so that is my number two. So, Ben, what's your number one?
1: All right. Want to be starting something. Simple song, but really good. It's just like it has that same. um, Oh, I'm playing beat again. Sorry. It's got that same bass line throughout the entire song. Um, And they just build around it. And I think that's what I like about it. Like they build around that song. Like when. When the keyboard comes in, like right here, I love that. Like, it's just, like, you just, it's like you just build a
0: song. What do you think about this? If you listen to Thriller, this is the first song. Yeah. So that, t- 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 t-
1: like, yeah. that's the first thing you and hear And it's a very album. good opening track. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but this is, and like I said, it was very difficult to choose between this one and Scream, but like, I just, like, this song never gets old. Like, just does not yeah. get old for me. Um, And it just I feel like And I guess I like songs that build So like My favorite part of the song Is Is towards the end But like I can't just skip to the end I have to hear the song Build up to the end To get there Otherwise I don't like it So I think that's what I like the most About the song Is that it just builds up And I tried to play this With a band once And like you It didn't work and you would think like Oh this is an easy song to play Because it nothing really changes that much But like you just I don't know I feel like you have to really Understand every single part Like nothing can be missed Like you have to have the keyboard You have to have that guitar That you are in the background You've got to have everything you got to have the horns Because it all it all builds If any one thing is missing It just doesn't work That's how I feel at least Um
0: I like the horns on this mm-hmm. Like just the, the hits when they come in Um uh, it says the lyrics pertain to strangers spreading rumors to start an argument for no good reason.
1: Yep. <laughs> Got my baby crying. So I'm not going to lie. Like, when I when they said, if you can't feed your baby, I was like, so is this a song about child neglect? <laughs> 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 yeah, I have I had no clue really what the song was about, but I just loved it. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the famous... famous uh, I'ma say mama Samu makusa or mama say I don't know how however you want to say it is how you say it but um, this would probably rank up there with for a lot of black people just because I think they just love that part on yeah. Thriller like oh I love that mama say mama makusa. He's like, saying
0: you're a vegetable. I don't know what it means but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then that, have you listened to
0: the the 25th anniversary? Yeah, that he does Earth? with Akon. With Akon.
1: Not too bad. Um, now, I did like his performance of this on the Bad World Tour. You can find it on YouTube. Really good. He speeds it up, so I felt very bad for the musicians, because it's already a pretty fast tempo. Um, and there's like a guitar solo, and I was just like watching him, like, God, he's probably so mad that <laughs> he sped this up. Like, this is probably off the top of my head, this is probably 110 beats per minute, maybe, and they were probably playing it at 130. Uh, this is uh, at 122 Jeez, so this is one tw- So it wasn't too far off, so this is at 122 So then he was probably playing it close to 130 Yeah 130 if not 140 uh, Interesting fact, this song was Originally written for LaToya Ugh, I'm glad he kept it man <laughs> And so, but like Even on the on The, um, the performance site, like, they did not miss a beat like, they were just going, going, going. It was awesome.
0: Well, it's probably like,
1: probably got something like that from like, uh,
0: from James Brown. hmm. Listen to James Brown's tracks and then see any live clips. Oh, yeah. They are pl- like, it's like double time. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're playing, so he, it seemed like he played like a hundred songs. But they didn't have a couple a, hours. Now, that's funny because that makes me
1: think of the um, Otis Redding live at the Whiskey a Go Go. Like, every song was so fast. I think he put like three sets. <laughs>
0: But they are trying to play. They like we got to get all these songs out or we'll forget.
1: It's like all right, do 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 do. The drummer's back. They're like, he's going too fast. And that's where that's where Shades got it from. Yeah, that's where you get. Guy
0: Patterson would fit right in.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Too fast. Slow down. (laughs) So yeah, I felt bad for the guitar player because I was just like, he's probably just like, please God. Like, not tonight. Just not tonight. Not this fast. Like, hey, Mike, man, can we slow it down to, like, at, at least 125? If
0: it, any, <laughs> if it goes any faster, I don't know. People can't even dance to that.
1: They they did it somehow. <laughs> they did it somehow.
0: Well, Michael could. Michael could dance to it. It was, like,
1: four of them, <laughs> and, like, and I was watching it with Kendra, who has a background to dance, and she was just like, they're all so tight. <laughs> like, like, they're all, like, there were parts where they oh, yeah. freestyling, but they were all She's like they're all so tight. I'm like, well, he probably didn't work with anything but the best. If you weren't the best, he probably was like, get out. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So number one, want to be starting something,
0: which starts Thriller.
1: He made Thriller. He made Thriller.
0: <laughs> all right. So my number one song. We're going back to Off the Wall. Uh oh. One more time.
1: Uh-oh, one more again.
0: And it is the... Um, I think this was the first music video that he made, or the second. Uh, but it's uh, it's Rock With You.
1: Uh-oh. Is this one of those uh, skating rink classics?
0: Yes, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, <clears throat> now, I've mentioned probably several times on our podcast <laughs> that this song written by Rod Temperton was intended for Rod Temperton's band Heatwave. And they were like nah. <laughs> and he's like okay. So he gave it to Michael Jackson. And the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. With a capital H-I-S? I, I don't know.
1: I think this might be the first because I, I had um, I got it from Sam's. A video when history came out. It was all of his vi- all of his music videos up until that point. Mm-hmm. It was a VHS, and I think this was the first one on there. So it had like this. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Um, you know, just all of them basically. Beat It, Billie Jean. It was pretty cool. I used to watch it a lot. Had the long-form version of Black or White mm. with the Panther scene. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, another song I played at that intern dance party. Uh oh. Uh, For some reason, this has like '70s middle school dance written all over. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, this is like one of those parties, like the
1: middle school dance, Mm -hmm. somebody's uh, birthday party at the skating rink. Mm -hmm. Like, as a matter of fact, I might call my sister after this and just be like, "Hey, middle school, you ever play this at you alls dances?" (laughs) It's like, boy, all the time.
0: Um, for, of course, the famous video uh, with the the sparkliest sequin suit of all time. Yeah, with, with green
1: lasers. Yeah, I just want to know who. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like that was such a weird, trippy video.
0: It was 1979. Yeah,
1: the music video
0: was still pretty new. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Uh, and there was that, and that was yeah. all that was to it. Like yeah. nothing else, just that. Yeah, it just had to be like some kind of like you know we'll
0: a lot of early music videos were just performance videos if you but were in a band, yeah, yeah you know we'll we'll show we'll show the you guys playing the song if yeah. it's a solo artist uh you know we'll do some kind of staging it'll look fancy in the background, Because I'm trying see. to think too like <laughs> other than that
1: little dance number and don't stop till you get enough that it was all that just him. was.
0: Like don't stop till you get enough. The part where he turns into three, mm-hmm. that would that, that probably blew lose someone's mind. mind. Oh yeah, that blew, yeah, that
1: blew people's mind. was like, honey, come here. Like, <laughs> There's three of them. How
0: they do that?
1: <laughs> if they had DVR back then, they would have just kept rewinding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know he's three. I think
1: like someone's head exploded. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so yeah, this just him, you know, just. Yeah. Um,
0: this song was uh, performed uh, performed on the Bad World Tour. Mm -hmm. He had to perform also. Remember, there was no tour for Thriller. There was no tour for Off the Wall. So he only performed got to perform this solo on the Bad World Tour. But he did perform it on the Jacksons Triumph and Victory Tour. Okay. Uh, so I think there was no tour for off the wall because um, triumph came out like right after right after off the wall. Mm. Um. So, yeah, like it's it's so interesting that with some of these songs, you don't um, like to think like if people got to see him live, we didn't really get to see. I don't know. I guess it'll be, it'll be great to see like off the wall and thriller era, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson live. performing. Yeah. He didn't really get to do his own thing until bad. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's, he, if he's progressing as an artist, I think each album sounds distinctly different. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, yes, we didn't have anything from Invincible. list. <laughs> But a lot of like the 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 instant criticism from like Invincible was, oh, they just sound like his old songs.
1: Like that's a bad thing. You know?
0: <laughs> what is he supposed to sound like? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I don't know that that was a, that was always a, a weird criticism to me.
1: Apparently, that's a criticism of a lot of people. Like uh, I was watching a Watch Mojo list, and they criticized Dave Matthews Band for that too. So it's like that that is weird. Like, what do you expect? Michael Jackson. to sound like he's gonna sound like himself.
0: But if Lincoln Park
1: <laughs> <laughs> made they, Hybrid Theory Part Three,
0: <laughs> they would get the, like. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. Sometimes you can't you can't win with with that with yeah. all the critics. I guess um, just another another way that you can't win with critics.
1: Mm-hmm. But um,
0: yeah, so that will do it for our list. Of our because five Michael Jackson songs.
1: Do you agree? Let us know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to get to my earworm of the week. Make sure we're okay. We're good. All right. So my earworm of the week um, has been paid tribute to Montgomery gentry. I'll pay tribute to Steely Dan with um, the passing of Walter Becker and, um, I'm not. It's not Peg. It's not Ricky. Don't lose that number.
1: Um, didn't you say there was a there was a recording of me pl- um, singing Peg at the West Georgia Library? At one point, you said there was, a or was it something yeah, else? because
0: you didn't you play with like the, the jazz uh, combo, the jazz combo. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I told. Um, so, so if the you go, if you go to the <laughs> library
0: on West Georgia's campus, look for something around 2003 2004. Yeah,
1: it was it was back then. I was I I put that on Father Clef's um <laughs> I just like saying Father Clef on his um Instagram because he posted that pic a picture of that song and I was like, oh I did that song. <laughs> Father Clef.
0: So yeah, um But that's not my earworm. Peg's not it. No, yeah. not, that's not Good either.
1: song, but not his earworm. If you ever get a chance to before we play this song, check out their the making of that album. Um it was vh one like um classic album or something like that they talk yeah. about that song about how they did not want slap bass on there but the bass player snuck it in there anyway yeah. <laughs> oh who was it I can't think of his name but he was just like yeah, I did it anyway because slap was really hot at the time and they didn't want that yeah so that's kind of funny
0: um but this is from the controversial grammy award winning two against nature um my mom bought this cd that's how I this song <laughs> Uh it was really it's it it's it's my favorite song off the album. I still don't really understand it, but it's it's hard to understand a lot of Steely Dance songs yeah. like unless you like really
1: think hard about it. Go on Genius. They they do a good job of explaining them.
0: So okay, so Genius might break it down. But this is uh from Two Against Nature. It's called Jack of Speed, and uh we'll be right back. <music> Thank you. of Speed by Seely Dan, and of course it's about
1: drugs. (laughs) So this first line, Teddy's rolling now almost every night. Being high on MDMA. Yeah. Um, You know he's moving on metal. Yes, he's hanging tight with the Jack of Speed. Um, They think that Jack is actually not an actual person, but a personification of Teddy's drug addiction, and in a greater sense his new lifestyle. Speed being The slang term for amphetamines. Um, Jack of Speed is a variation of Jack of Spades. Metal is an allusion to the train rails. Daddy is traveling quickly down a predetermined path by his incessant drug use. Ladies and gentlemen, Steely Dan. (laughs) Oops. I gotta get used to that thing being there. (laughs) But yes, it's about drugs, so...
0: All right. So that will bring us to the, uh, the end of the show.
1: Um, so, I enjoyed this uh, one. I enjoyed this.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, since you're listening, we'll tell you about what our next episode is going to be. Yes. <laughs> we have Michael Jackson appreciation month. So everyone can do their homework. It's probably on VH one this week. Um, <laughs> the Jacksons and American dream, uh, the mini series starring, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs in an iconic performance as Joe Jackson, uh, Angela Bassett as Catherine Jackson and a young Jason Weaver. I say you cannot forget <laughs> young Jason Weaver and, uh, people may, I don't know if Terrence Howard disowns it, but, uh, Terrence Howard was in it playing Jackie Jackson, the oldest son.
1: Um, <laughs> That was Billy D. Williams wasn't it yeah Billy D. Mm-hmm. Williams is
0: Barry Gordy Vanessa Williams is Suzanne DePass. pass mm-hmm.
1: still I still remember watching that that was ninety two Good Lord <laughs> <laughs> I remember my parents let me stay up to watch it mm-hmm. both parts they let me stay up to watch it. I still remember for some reason, my dad making fun of um Diana Ross's relationship with Michael
0: Jackson <laughs> oh yeah uh, Holly Robinson <laughs> Pete as Diana Ross.
1: I just remember her making fun of that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. he. I, I, I'm not sure. Well, nothing like not a lot of people go too deep into it about how much he was in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not a lot of people think, I, I don't know if it's like that true or how much goes into it, but you know, there are stories that when she got married, he was just heartbroken.
1: <laughs> um, like, uh, yeah. he was supposed to be, um, Jimmy from the, <laughs> from the wonders. <laughs> he got, he got really sad. She sat in his lap, that's honestly in that scene, that's what I thought about Michael Jackson and Diana Ross in that scene. Cause she was supposed to be like, their Diana Ross. And I just thought of like, yeah, her and Michael used to, but yeah, we'll save that for the, for the show. Yeah. For the episode. All right. And
0: we may have a guest. We are going to try to go live, of course. Um, maybe my phone will make it through the whole show.
1: I was going to say, if we could do it with the, um, I'll look into it. I don't know. Cause I don't know if there's, I was going to say, I could set up my tablet to record us because I could, but I don't know if it'll catch the sound though. we need something to capture the sound. So
0: You can still use that.
1: The iRig. Yeah. Does it have a, um, like an actual like audio though? Yeah. Oh, then. Yeah. We could. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Maybe we can use my tablet. (laughs) Um, Problem solved.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we'll um, we'll go live with that. So we'll be talking about Jackson's an American dream on our next episode. So do your homework if you want to follow along with us. And um, well, if you're going to watch live with us, you know, we could possibly take some questions. Um, So that will do it for our program. Uh, Ben, why don't you tell the people where we
1: can be found? You can find us at by the time you hear this dot com um for all your travel needs. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find us on their blog style website. So um we'll post the episode. If you don't agree with our, our third list, um tell us. You know, tell us what your top five would be with two honorable mentions. Um you can also find us on Podomatic. Um you can find us on I didn't mention Facebook. I did mention that first. Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Uh you could pro- I think you can also see Um, a recording of the video that we did. So you can listen to Michael Jackson covers while we plan the show and then you can listen (laughs) to half of the show. So nice little experience there. Um, you can find us on Podomatic. You can find us on, um, Apple Podcast Player slash iTunes or aka iTunes, um, which is what Greg prefers. I prefer Google play because I don't have an iPhone anymore. And now that I figured out how to get my, Android phone to stop lagging. I'll probably never go back. So mm. that was the only thing that was keeping me <laughs> thinking about going back. Um, but Google play cast box, um, overcast auto radio, um, tune in radio, a lot of radios. Um, th- those are the ones I can think of. I think that's it. Right. That satchel that Satchel podcast player. Yeah. yeah. So, um, plenty of places to find us, recommend us to your friends. Um, we'll try to blast it out again when we do another show. Um, if we're going to be live, if we can get, you know, this crazy technology to work, um, we'll blast it out there. So, yeah, I might even see if we can get two setups so we can get like, maybe on like, uh, doesn't, uh, Instagram have it too. Instagram live. Yeah. Yeah. We could do Instagram live. Hell we could even, well, I mean, only one of them is going to be able to have sound though. Complete yeah. sound. So <laughs> maybe we could put it on, um, or even e Periscope or something. I know. Periscope. So, so too. So we'll find something it'll be we'll we'll you'll we'll be able to see it us, yeah
0: um, oh, where else can they find us
1: oh yes how how did I forget? How did I forget for old number forty five <laughs> As you call him <laughs> you can find us on instagrams um at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter u because we're upstanding, yes we are forty five <laughs> um <laughs> if you want to contact us same spelling for our email address at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you um and just to let you know with the website and the Facebook page it is with the word you y o u and that's who we'd love to hear from you
0: already then so uh we're going to end the show we got to end it with some with some Michael Jackson
1: mm-hmm,
0: uh mm-hmm. what should we go with <sighs>
1: We should go with, um, you know what? Go with, um, go with jam jam. Yeah. But the, that, that featured, um, in the video, the other Michael, the other MJ, <laughs> Michael Jordan.
0: That, uh, I saw the, um, just real quick. I saw the, uh, I watched a lot of the NBA home videos growing up and it was <laughs> Michael uh, Jordan airtime. I think it was called. And it was basically about. Uh, the 92 season, basically, like they're the Bulls trying to repeat and then him going into the Olympics mm. with the original dream team. And part of him, there was a segment where he was talking about Michael Jackson. Like, I didn't know what to expect to, from him. You know, he's, you know, in his world, I'm walking into his world. It was something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you
1: can find this on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, basically
0: the like um, making that video and it also included crisscross. I think Chris. Gross oh, really? too. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's a good song.
0: And uh, produced by BTTYHT, favorite producer, Teddy Riley. Mm-hmm. And we're going to end the show with that. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace.
1: Peace.